So we're, we're going to do the first year on Trias Amesim. Originally, I skipped it. We did the third year on Trias Amesim, which had to do with Teva and, uh, and the Nisim, and that Trias Amesim is the foundation of the belief in Nisim. And now we're going to go back to the first one. Originally, I skipped it because I found it difficult to understand. I went over it a couple of times, and I'm getting more comfortable with it. I think I can explain what's going on here. So we'll, we'll start again. Okay, so we're just going to read the, the first uh, section from the uh, uh, from the Rambam, Loshana Rambam on page Shin Dalad Mem, Loshana Rambam, Akdamas Perek Chelek, Hayesod Ashloshasar, Ashloshasar, Tchias Amesim, Akvarbi Arnua, Kavunasol, Masha Kosov Sham, and this is what the Rambam wrote at the beginning. And this and the 13th Midah, the 13th Iker, he just wrote four words. But earlier, he, uh, a few pages earlier, he explained what he meant. The Rambam is Kavonah, the Masha Katav Sham, Trias Amesim, Hu Yesod Misodi Moshe Rabbeinu, Alava Shalom, Ve'en Dat, Velo Dvekut Bedat Yehudit, Lemishelo Yamin Zeh. A person that doesn't have any dat, doesn't have Torah, and doesn't have any dvekus in Torah, if you don't believe in it. Not for everybody, for tzaddikim. The Gemara says that rain, that's for everybody. How could the Rishoyim come to life? That doesn't make any sense. Right, because we know, as the Gemara says, Rashaim Afilu Bechayim Kruim Mesim, Tzadikim Afilu Bemisos and Kruim Sechayim. So therefore, it doesn't make any sense to say that somebody who is essentially considered to be in a state of mate in this world is going to be Zoha to a Tchiat HaMetim in another world. Right? That doesn't make any sense. Right? But, uh, but for the Tzadikim who are Chayim, so then that Chayim is going to be uh, resurrected. Uh, and, right, and they're going to be brought back to life. And that's the meter. And what's going to happen is that everybody must die. So that's the nature of the physical world. And then he will become separated, or be, uh, become disintegrated right, into his component parts. And return to back what back to what he was, what he was made out of all the different uh, elements which comprise the human being. That's what the Rambam writes. Okay, so let's start with the uh, with the Aleph. Okay, So this name of this headline. And this is the, the Yisod of the Shir, which we're going to try to come to understand. This explicit Mishnah. So it says, Everybody's a tzaddik. And Leolam Yoshorts, and they will be inherit the land. And the land here is Leolam, the, the eternal land. Eitzer Matoy, that which I've planted, the, the, 
that which the outgrowth of my planting, the work of my hand to be gloried. And then the Mishnah goes on to say, So if a person is in one of these three categories, he's in Omer and Tchias Hamesim in that's the second category, or Apikoros, doesn't believe in certain fundamentals, so then he is Okay. I, I don't understand that at all. I mean, maybe they'll address it, but I mean, on one hand, it's saying everybody's got a portion in the world to come. And then they're saying, ah, only Tzadikim have, have everlasting well, life. Well, it not only Tzadikim. It said you could lose it. Right? In other words, you're, 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 you have an entitlement, but you could lose it. Right? You could lose it by taking yourself, opting out of the, of the system. Right? But if you say there's ain Torah min Hashemayim, so then you, you, lose, you lose the, uh, your chelik lamaba. Right? Everybody's entitled. Uh, you're entitled. Right? You're born a Jew. Call Yisrael. You're born a Jew. So that means that if you live your life the way a Jew is supposed to live his life, so then uh, you will naturally, the natural course of the flow of your of your existence will be to bring you to Olamaba. But you can lose it. Mevur mm-hmm. Mishnah. So, but now we're going to be medaik very carefully in the Mishnah. Again, that's what, again, it's Mefurish. Sheakofer betchias amesim, Yosemichal Yisrael. Shalahem noad Olamaba. In other words, you can leave Klal Yisrael. In other words, Klal Yisrael is not something that you're trapped into. Meaning halachically, so we know that uh, the halacha says says that a Jew in this world can't change his religion, can't become a non-Jew. And uh, and once you're a Jew, you're you're a Jew. So halachically, you have to stay a Jew. And and with all the consequences of being a Jew, which means that you're still going to be chayav and mitzvahs, and you can always do tshuva to remain a Jew. If If a person uh, for some reason, converts to another religion and then converts back to Judaism. So it's not the pshat that he converted twice. It means that he's doing tshuva for that mistaken act of leaving the religion. So once, so in this worldly terms, you're part of it. Once you're in, you're in. Right? You're born into it, so you have no leeway. However, in right, in terms of where you're headed, if you should die in a state of being for whatever, whichever category you're in. So then that means that you have lost it. Okay? Okay? So you're, you can fix as long as you're still alive. Once, you're, once you have left this world, uh, you are, that, that determines your eternal status. Okay. Well, I'm so still separate, unclear about this point about yeah. <laughs> um, that uh, Kvira taking a person out of Klal Yisrael, um, mm-hmm. that because, uh, I mean, it, it, it's not like they become uh, exempt from Jewish obligations. I mean, they're, they're, right, right. they're, 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 still, they're still essentially Jewish. So what, what it, I mean, besides the loss of Elam Haba, what, what does it mean to say that, a, that a, a person is outside of Klal Yisrael, but nevertheless a Jew? Uh, good question. Uh... 
I mean, it does have halachic ramifications in this world too. I mean, halachi uh, is, uh, you know, it's a person who is, a, you know, some, somebody who is Mahal Shabbos of Farasia, for instance, or somebody uh, amazing and, you know, doesn't have any excuses of a Tinak Shanishba, et cetera, et cetera, um, does lose his halachic protection. Right? He doesn't, we don't have to take care of him, we don't have to worry about him. Um, right? You can put him in, put him in a pit and take the ladder away. You know, and there are all kinds of nasty things that we can do to a person who uh, who uh, loses it. So, th- so therefore, again, he, he has the possibility of reconnecting, but but Lamaisa he has uh, he has disconnected himself. In other words, we, you know, we think of our connection to Akrovi Baruch Hu as like you know, many many strands, kind of string of you know, like you take a a, th- a thick rope, and you cut away the strands one at a time. Uh, so eventually, there's nothing left to connect you. Uh, and that's what a person who, that's Kores, a person who, who does those things, uh, becomes disconnected from the source of life. Uh, and as I said, that's what the Ramon quoted earlier, right? Rishoyim, Afilu, Bechayim, Kuriyam, that they they have disconnected themselves from the source of life. There was a person right, has to maintain his connection to the source of life. And if he doesn't, so then, uh, or if he, if he actively is uh, he, he, he destroys it, so then he'll, uh, he'll be, uh, he'll lose it. Right? He'll lose that connection. Okay, so, but now let's get to the, to the main sentence in this paragraph here. Tosefet miuchedet yesh ikar zeh, there is a special condition for this ikar of trias amesim, right, which does not exist for any of the other ones, any other twelve. Because that's what the that's the lashon of the Mishnah. And we'll see that Rashi says so with the Gemara. Right? Uh, the Gemara explains it, and Rashi will explain it. But let's let's get there one, one step at a time. All the other Ikarim, you have to believe in the truth itself. And it's not part of the Ikar to know the source. Okay? Meaning, you can right, believe in the Vuas Moshe, right? you can believe in the Vuas, in the Vuas Moshe, Scharva Onesh, Right, the, what's required of a Jew, right, in terms of the Ikrim, is I believe that Moshe Rabbeinu was the greatest prophet of all prophets. How do I know? How I know? Right? I believe it. Right? That's right. You have to. You don't have to know. Is it something written in the Torah? Is it something which derives from the Seichel? Is it? Just the tradition of Kabbalah is just the Masorah from from the from our forefathers. Right? You don't have to go. You don't have to be a big Talmud Chacham. Right? You have to believe it. Right? You, know, you have to believe that Moshe Rabbeinu was the greatest of Navim or the Scharbonish or Hashem has no goof. I believe it. And some of those things come from you know, some philosophical uh, speculations and interpretations. Some of those things are psukim. Some of those things we we know from our traditions. Right? But that's not part of the Iker, is to identify the source. But this, but Chiyas is different. And the question is raised, 
מדוע בעיקר תחיית המתים צריך להאמין בדווקא שהוא נלמד בין התורה. בדווקא that it's learned from the Torah. Okay. There's something about Tchias HaMesim that only exists, in other words, a concept of Tchias HaMesim exists insofar as we understand and believe and understand that its source is in the Torah. And if a person believes in Tchias HaMesim without believing that the source of Tchias HaMesim is in the Torah, so then he does not believe in the Iker of Tchias HaMesim. That's what it says here, and that's what we've got to figure out why. You know, why, why what's so special, what's so different about Tchias HaMesim. The famous Rashi in Mishnah Sheveinu, Mazber Zot V'Koteh, Rashi explains it. Min HaTorah, right? Rashi Dibur HaMaschal says that, that, that Tchias HaMesim is Min HaTorah, right? So he says, Shekofer B'Midroshim. He denies the Midroshim. The Darshinim of the Gemara lekama minayin letchias hamesim in the Torah, and the Gemara there goes through several drushos, right? From those drushos, it's Gemara where the Gemara in Sanhedrin, where in the Mishnah, right? As he says, and of Tzadik on the base, right? In Sanhedrin, that's the Mishnah of of Kol Yisrael Yeshlam Chelak Olam Abba, and that Mishnah, the Gemara goes through. Right? The Gemara says, for instance, Az Yosher Moshe of an Yisrael. Right. Yoshir in the in the in the future, right? So Rashi and Chumash already bring Mikan Lutchias Amesim in the Torah, right? Because it says Yoshir Moshe will sing in the future. It doesn't say that he sang. Does it mean that he will sing? He will sing because Moshe Rabbeinu is going to come to life. So so Rashi says that somebody who doesn't believe in these drushos and doesn't accept them as being the source of our knowledge of Tchias Amesim, he's He's, 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 a, he's the co-fair in, the, in this meetup. Even the person will admit and believe that the Metim will die, will, will come to life. Ella, the low, remains the oraita, but it's not, he will hold that it's not hinted at in the Torah. Co-fair who? He is a co-fair. He uproots this principle that is from the Torah. What, what do we care? What, what, why is it? What do we care about what he believes? Where does he know that from? His belief is an empty statement. You're believing something that has no, no, no source. Hilkoch, Kofer, Gamurhu. Therefore, he is an absolute kofir right, because he doesn't believe it's from the Torah. Af, and, 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 and Moshe repeats this in his language. It's clear to him that this is the way it is. What is it to us that he, in his belief? Klomar. Lo zota emunaha nidreshet. This is not the emuna which is required. Kivan shetsurata emuna bi ikar ze, the tsura of the emuna in this ikar, ladat shehuhuftach betorah. It has to be that the ikar, or, 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 or how you believe, the tsura, what it was, the form, the essence of the, 
of the, the essence of this of the, this ikar is that it's been promised in the Torah. Okay, good. So again, then uh, as we we'll go ahead, as we we'll go further, we'll see that the word huftach is a haftacha, is a promise. That that's the key word here. Yes, Jerry. Uh, is he making a distinction between hinted at ramaz and explicitly stated? I mean, well, it's certainly not explicitly stated. Right. You want, you want, right? In other words, if it was if it was explicitly stated, right? If it was explicitly stated, so then it wouldn't be necessary to to make this into an ikar, right? the The point is, is that it's not as it's not explicit. There's no place in the in the written law. Right, in the Torah Shebechtav, that there's explicit mention of, of Tchiat HaMetim. Right? Well, well, something that is so fundamental, something that Kfirah results in eternal netic, you know, you'd think that that would merit an explicit reference rather than just a hint. Okay, you, you would think that. Again, that's a question that we, that we have discussed right, because when we talked about Schar uh, reward and punishment, uh, the Iker Schar is in Olam Abba, right? It's also not something which is explicitly mentioned in the Torah, right? And that's something that, that, that all the Meforshim of the Torah talk about, right? There were many, many uh, answers to different different explanations. I think when we said in Parashat B'chukotai, right? The Orachayim HaKadosh has like several dozen answers, right? Meaning, so, so, that, so the... So that's a, that's a general question. In other words, why did the Torah choose to hide or to uh, you know to conceal uh, you know, the uh, so, so, such an important thing, such an important element? But that's so that's a separate question. Okay, okay. but that's that's not what you know. That's not what we're going to discuss now. Okay, but it's but it's but it's, it, but it is a remez. You know, and the point is that we are obligated. To look at it as being something which does have, and, and that's why I emphasize this word, huftach, it was promised. Right? And, and we have to believe that Trias Amesim was something that is promised in the Torah. And that's the other key word. Okay? As we go along, we'll see that. That we are going to amplify these two, explain explain these words, these two words. There's a haftacha, and there is ne'emanut, as we say in our davening. We'll see right away. I mean, that's what, that's what we're going to say in the next paragraph. And somebody who has that belief, and but he doesn't know. It's not clear to him that Hakadosh Baruch Hu promised to do this, and will, and will right, fulfill his promise. Right? If that's not part of the system, that this is something that was promised, and as a promise of Hakadosh Baruch Hu, it will be something that will be fulfilled. If that's not part of what you of what your picture of Chiyas Amesim is, ein erech le'emunato. There's no value. Yes, question. Yeah, well, it's not really a question. It's a reaction. And it's, it's a reaction that I've been having throughout this whole book. I mean, and I think I've got a, a, an answer that kind of makes me happy. I mean, I, let me first state my problem. My problem is it seems so harsh 
to so many people that don't uphold these ikarim. And then my possible proposed solution is that this is an aspirational thing. In other words, it's not, its purpose is to show us what to aspire to. And I, I okay, fine. It, it, it's, it's, it's showing the other side that there is this eternal mavet and so forth. Right. Okay. But it, it's for the aspirational. It's for ourselves as individuals. And I'm making a distinction between judging other people. In okay. other words, this yeah, okay. is part of the internal for ourselves an aspirational thing, right? I mean that that's how I'm resolving all this because otherwise okay. it's just so harsh for me. It's uh, okay, you know. So I, I so I don't know if I agree with you. I mean, because mm -hmm. uh, I you know I, I tend to be a, a harsh guy, so you know I don't tend to. So I, so I don't I don't know if I agree with you, um, but um, but okay again. There's certainly the first thing we have to realize is that it's the you know that it's not a it's not you know yes no it's it's not like binary right there there certainly are madregos right in other words uh, a a simple person's you know belief in in scharba onish for instance is not going to be on the same level as uh, you know as a great uh, scholar's belief right? so there's certainly we grow and. And we try to connect with it. So in that sense, I agree with you though that that, that, is, that there is a growth process. It's not like, uh, but on the other hand, there is another hand is that a person right, has to know that these are fundamental things. That uh, you know, if, if put it this way, you don't want to die not having gotten there. Right. Okay. You know. The, you know, what, what is it, you know, we say that a person who doesn't have a bris milo is chayv chorus, right? Okay. When, when, when are you chayv chorus? If you die before you had a bris milo, so then you're going to be chayv chorus, right? But if you have your bris milo, you know, at the age of 55, and so they're not going to be chayv chorus, you know? So, you know, so there's, you know, there, you, know you, you don't, you know, you don't want to be in that situation where you walk into, you, you leave this world and your next step is, you know, is falling into the, uh, falling off the cliff, you know, falling into the abyss of, uh, of uh, you know, okay, well, you know, you, you never really attained reality in your life. Okay, okay, let's say, okay, let's, let's move on. Okay, well, I, I certainly, I certainly understand your, uh, your, where you're coming from. Okay. I, I do have a specific question, which is the, what is the need for this icker specifically um, if, uh, it, it, if, if, the, if, if the issue is to uh, accept the Midrashim, then it sounds like this really comes under the eighth icker, which, which is the authority of Chazal. Um, yes and no, meaning, uh, yeah, uh, you know, uh, the 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 of authority of Chazal, right, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean that if you uh, if you you know if if you don't if, that if you don't accept uh, you know a certain drasha, 
that uh, you're, that you're a kofer and that you're you know and and you're you're not part of the you're not being another there's certainly drushos which one could say ernest machta balma one could say okay that's you know that's it's, it's, it's still a drabanon right you know and you know you don't have you know it's it's not like you have to believe it or you can you can you can perhaps uh, you know allegorize you can perhaps you know, you know things so there, there you're starting with the drush and then you have to know how to how to interpret each particular statement of Chazal. You know, some, some statements of Chazal can be taken as allegories. Some, right, some, some Midrashim do not have to be necessarily taken literally, et cetera, et cetera. Right? So there, you, there, there you're starting from the point of view of what did the Chazal say and how do I react to that? Here we're working backwards. Right? Here we're working and saying is, is that there is an Iker and you have to believe that that Iker was a, is going to be a fulfillment of a promise, and that's and, and and the fact that it is a fulfillment of the promise is what what defines it as being such an important thing. Okay. Okay. There is, you know, just to be, you know, again, right, he's going to speak about it more, but just to, you know, you know, if if you if you give your your three year old a candy tomorrow, right, right. Okay, so then, okay, uh, you you know, oh, so you you'll get a candy, right, or whatever. But if you if he understands it to be a fulfillment of a promise, right, that this is a demonstration of the faithfulness of the of the reliability, you know, of, of you know, the one who promised it. So this is a fulfillment of a promise. So that already becomes takes it to a different level. Okay, and that's what we're going to be discussing. Okay, well, that, that, that's why he says. Let's see the next paragraph. Shorish Adavar nimtza benusach atfilo beberchat tchiat ameitim. The root of the thing is in, in the brach of tchiat ameitim. Umekayim emunato lishene afar. Vechayim bechatimat abracha. Vneeman atal achiat meitim. In other words, there is a, an element of emuna right, in tchiat ameitim. It's not enough. To say that that there will be trias amesim, it's there's a neemanata, right? That Kodesh is trustworthy, he's faithful. Like I can't, I haven't been able to, to find the right, you know, the, the best English word. Maybe you can help me, uh, you know, the for for this for how how he's using the word emuna here. Right. But as we'll see, katuv kan she'ha'ofen bo Hakadosh Baruch Hu mechayim mechayim meitim. Who al yedei kiyum ha'haftacha? It's it's the fulfillment of a promise. Vuar she'ashevach al tchiat ha'metim u'asher kadosh baruch hu ne'eman ba'aftachato. When we're praising, and we say in the second bracha of Shmuel Esrog, we're praising Hashem. Right, the first the first three brachot are 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 shvach, are praises of kadosh baruch hu. So in the second bracha, which is focused on tchias ha'metim. So the shvach is that Hakadosh Baruch Hu is faithful to His promises. Reliable, maybe. What? Reliable, maybe. Yeah, yeah, but that's yeah, that's yeah. still doesn't capture it all. Uh, yeah. You know, faithful is part of it, right? Right, right, right. 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 Okay, so now. Where does this promise come from? Right? Where was this promise given to us? It's in the Torah. 
שהרי שהמהות עיקר זהו תחיית המתים מן התורה. תחיית המתים is significant and important as the fulfillment of a promise. It's not the fact that it's going to happen, it's the fact that Hashem promised it to happen and it will happen. That's what's important about Tchiyas HaMesim. And Memela, well, since the only source we have for HaKadosh Baruch Hu's promises, where we know what HaKadosh Baruch Hu promised, what he didn't promise, is in the Torah. So therefore we have to say that Tchiyas HaMesim in the Torah. Right? But, but the important thing is, is that it's the fulfillment of a promise which appears in the Torah. Okay, so again, so here Ramosha is, is shifting the emphasis. It's not so much that Chiyas HaMesim is Min HaTorah as opposed to, uh, you know, as, as opposed to some kind of a philosophical thing, right? It's the fact that Chiyas HaMesim is a fulfillment of a promise and the, fulfillment, and, the, and the promise is found in the Torah, right? And that's what we're going to be talking about. What, what, what is it? What is the promise in the Torah? Goes together. And now Ramosha points out, uh, we haven't found such an expression in, in the other Quran. Right? Something, okay, you don't believe in it, you're not going to get it. Right? Of course, somebody who doesn't believe in, in Yemosa Mashiach will be punished. But he's not going to be you know, kept out of the, out of, out of, you know, he's not going to be expelled from the world of, of, of Mashiach right? just because he didn't believe in it. Right? Okay, you didn't believe in it, now you'll believe in it because you know, now you see it's happening. Okay, so for the fact that you sinned before Mashiach came and you didn't believe in his coming, that's a sin. But it doesn't mean that you're excluded from participating in Yemosa Mashiach. But here the Gemara tells us that somebody who, because he didn't believe in Tchiyas HaMesim, and that means Tchiyas HaMesim in Torah, as we've been saying, he's going to be expelled, he's going to be eliminated from the, from the world of Tchiyas HaMesim. Okay, this is a very important point. Right, this is already beginning to tell us what's different about Tchiyas HaMesim and, 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 and the definitionally, definitionally, right? Mesim is not a fact is, right, in the Seder Mitzit in, in, in the existence of the world. Kol ikra hu chidush hi chidush. Wait, there's a, there's a letter or something. Kol ikra hi chidush, let's say, Shea Kodesh Baruch Hu hivtiach lasot v'neeman l'kayim v'roh. The point of Tchiyas HaMesim, uh, what he's saying is, is that there didn't need to be Tchiyas HaMesim necessarily. Again, we'll, see, we'll see why there does need to be Tchiyas HaMesim. But he's saying it's not something which in any way exists in the natural order of things. 
Whereas if you look in the natural order of things, it, and this is going to be the key point, we'll just give a little bit of a you know, heads up a little bit, right? If you look at the natural order of things, things not in, the, in nature, things move towards death. That's, the, that's, that's nature. Everything that's alive moves towards death. Tchias HaMesim is completely anti the natural order of things. It tells us that things move towards life. Okay? And, and so there, there is nothing about, there's nothing in the natural world that points at Tchias HaMesim as being a possibility. Not only is it not even a, not, not only doesn't it a probability, but it's not even a possibility. And you think in the natural order of things, and of course, you know that's just take you know take a guy off the street, you know who is not grounded in in the in the tenets of Yiddishkeit, and tell him you know something is going to be a tchias amesim, you know, and he'll look at you and say, what? Yeah, I mean, this doesn't make any sense, right? That's not the way things are. Right, that, that runs counter to every experience that human beings have, right? But so, what is it? Where does it come from? It comes from a Kodesh Baruch Hu, as he said. We'll read it again. Called Ikra Ikara, he chidush Hakodesh Baruch Hu, Shevtiach Vasot V'Neeman L'Kayim Doro. It's a promise that Hakodesh Baruch Hu made, completely outside the normal, uh, norm, the normal processes of the world. And he is faithful to to uh, to fulfill his word. Right? If you don't believe in the promise, so then you have no chelik in it. Right? Those promises are only effective or only meaningful in the context of people who believe the promises, who believe in the promises. If you have a promise, right, and you believe in it, so then you're shaykh to the promise, to the then then you're shaykh went to, to the fulfillment of the promise. But if somebody promises you something and you don't believe it, right, you say, I don't believe it. It's, it's not going to happen. You're not going to do it. It's, it can't be. It's, it's not, right? you're, you're crazy. It's, it's, you're, you're, you're lying, whatever. Right? So then, since the essence of it is the promise, if we don't accept the promise, we don't believe in the promise, so then we can't have any claim or expectation to have the benefits of that, reap the benefits of that promise. Because you're not in the world of the promise. You're in the world outside the promise. The promise defines or divides right, the, the world into two. Those who live with the promise and those who do live outside the promise. Those are, those are the two kinds of people. Those are the two modes of existence that, that human beings have in this world. Right? People who are part of the promise live within the world of the promise or people live outside the world of the promise. So, so, yeah. so the day before the temple is rebuilt, and, and I should hasten to add speedily in, in our days, does that mean that everybody who didn't believe in that promise, they're not going to be part of it? No, is that we're talking specifically about Tchias HaMesim. But, not but, about Mashiach. We're, we're generalizing and giving support to it from the idea if you don't believe in the promise, then you don't have any part no, in its no, fulfillment. No, no, no. 
You can't generalize. I'll tell you why you can't generalize. Because only Trias HaMesim is specifically exists in the, as a, in the world of promise. Meaning it, does, it has no existence outside of a promise. Everything else has existence whether it's, whether it's in a promise or not. Okay. 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 Words, you, you don't have to believe that, uh, you know, that, uh, you know, that the United States government is going to send you a check for $10,000 tomorrow, right? And if you, you know, but if you, you know, but if it happens, it'll happen, right? You'll, you'll get a check for $10,000, right? Right? But certain things can only exist. This is the, this is the difficult point and the, the subtle point here. Chiyas HaMesim only exists in the context of a promise. There's no other existence. And so therefore, somebody who is not part of that promise or doesn't believe in that promise is in Shaykh to it. Other things exist even if, even, even if they're not promised. Right? They have an existence. The promise is something which is superimposed on the thing. It's additional to the thing. Right? There's a thing and a promise to the thing. Right? There's a check from the government and there's a promise that there'll be a check from the government. But the check from the government exists, can't exist even if there was no promise. Right? You can get a check in the mail tomorrow even though nobody told you it was coming. Right? But didn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. It's not that, it, that there's something which is a thing and something which, and a promise about that thing. No, the thing only exists as a promise. Okay, let's try to let's see. We'll talk about it more, but let's. But that, but that's that's his main point here. Okay, right. So he says, Misha no ma'amin lo Okay, let's move on. There's more to, much more to do. And uh, okay, this is just really an introduction to, uh, to a fairly long share where he, which he says very, very, very beautiful chidushim here. Okay. This is the, the summary of, the, of this next section. From the point of view of Torah, this world is a seed for the next world. Okay. Okay. And this the Gemara continues in the Tzadik Aleph. Omar lay, right, ben So there was a min, an Apicorus, a heretic, said to Gvia ben Pesisa, some Talmudic Jew, I don't know he said to him, Woe unto you, Chayavaya, the people, bad people, people who are Chayav, and people who are intrinsically Chayav. The Amritun that you say, Metu Chayim. They translate that right into Hebrew. Woe unto you that you say that the dead are going to come to alive. Right. And, he, and he brought him a Kalba Homer. The Chayan Meti, those who are alive are, are going to die. 
the Meitichayim. So does it make sense to say that those who are dead are going to come alive? Okay. As we said before, it's a one-way street. Right? Life moves towards death. So if somebody who is already alive, right, his life is ebbing away, slipping away as he moves towards death. So clearly death is the final reality. Okay. So says the Gvia ben Pesisa back to this min. Woe to you, you wicked people, or the Amritu that you say, that you say that the, that the uh, dead are not going to come to life. Because I'll bring the Those who don't yet list exist, right? Will come to life. So the Havichaya will cause cancer. Those who are alive, they certainly are going to continue in their life. Those who never were in the world are created and born. Those who did come into existence, okay. Okay. so this is such an important uh, paragraph, uh, section here. Okay. We have a, a, an argument of vikuach between two opposite, polar opposite hashkafot. To the point that each one calls the other one by this nasty name called Chayavaya. People are Chayav. It's one direction. One directional. Life moves towards death. You see that every, every day people are born. And there's life which is formed after heder, after nothing. In other words, out of nothing, out of no life, right, comes life. The kalvachomer that out of life itself, right, right complete whole lives. In other words, if non-existence, right, a situation before a person is born. If non-existence right, leads to life, so certainly life has to lead to something which is even more than life. Shonel different. Because that's the direction that things are moving in. The things are moving in from zero to stage one of life to stage two of life. What's the, what is the difference? What is the direction of creation? Mechayim lemita o mimita lechayim. That's the, that's the, that's the big machotik. Uba omek hadarim. So let's go a step deeper. Vadaye metu shatalichu shachayim and notsrim hochim lekrat kilayot. It's certainly true that life as it's created, right, is going to come to, to death, kilayot, right, to, to, to end. Mitchila yitziyatam nikbalem gvul. Right, from the time that something is born, there's a there's a gvul, there's a, a limit. Everything that comes into existence is moving to the end. 
to the end of its existence. Where in the Bria is there a hint to the to a opposite uh, direction? Here the Torah gives us a new way of looking at things. That's exactly what the Torah came to teach us. Before Torah, all that was, all of human experience was death, life towards death. The Torah gave us, and this is, and that's why he's already hinting at the fact that this has to come from the Torah. That's that's what he's saying here, right? That's already hinted here. It's something that, that it's a way of looking at things which only comes from the Torah. There's no way outside the Torah to know, right? To look at this world and say that and say that everybody's got it backwards, right? The existence doesn't go from life to death. Existence goes from death to life. Bemamat ha'emet, right? From looking at it from the truth, from the point of view of truth, hare. Just like from a small seed, you could have a whole big thing. That's the way it is with a tree. Take a small seed and you plant it and you get a big, big tree. And that's the way it is with, with surat adam, with human beings. Right? And everything that's alive and everything that grows. So when we're looking at it from the point of view of where we're going, what what is this life really all about? This life is really all about being a seed. From the point of view of a seed, this is where you can apply the words of of Pesipa, Gaviyah ben Pesipa, the Lohavachaya, if you weren't the, the, those that would not exist come into life, so the Havachaya Lokoshka and Shiyachyo, so those that were alive are going to be, are certainly going to live. It's the same proportion, right? The same kind of relationship, right? The same distance that exists between a small seed, right? And what's going to come out of it, right? The gigantic tree that's going to grow out of it. That's what's going, that same gap, that same distance is going to exist, going to be manifested right, in the world after the tria. The relationship between man today and what man will be when he comes back to life is the same kind of a distance as between the seed and the, and the tree. What we consider to be a tzurat adam shleima, the, 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 the whole, the perfect, right, shleimus of a human being, right? Call it the, you, know, you call it your favorite godel, right? right? The Chofetz Chaim, right? right? That's what we perceive to be the, the, the godless. Hare klape mashiach What's right, just right in regard to what is going to be in the future, it's like a putrid drop. Just like we know, right? The Gemara, the Mishnah, and Pirkei Avos tells us that that every human being, where do you come from, right? Says the Mishnah, and Pirkei Avos, where did you come from? Everybody knows where we that's where we came from. We came from a putrid drop, 
right? So that Tipas Rucha right, gave birth to people and gave birth to sometimes to very, very great people, right? Who, right, right, and, right, who completely went beyond any exp, you know, anything that could be thought of as being already inherent in that, in that Tipas Rucha, right? So in that same way, we should look at ourselves, our existence now, that we are the tipas rucha of that human being that's going to come to life right, at the time of the Tchiyas Amesim. We're a seed. Right? Just like you, you think of the tipas rucha that, that, that gave birth to you, right? As, well, what was a tipas rucha, right? right? It smells, it's putrid, right? 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 And you say, oh, well, look what it came. Well, look, 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 look what came from it. So you should, we have to look at ourselves and say, listen, we're, we're, we're a seed. That's our existence in this world. Baruch created us as seeds for a future existence. Right? And, and, when, and when we merit, right, that to that new form of existence, we will look back at our previous form of existence and say, oh, that's where I came from. Ugh. <laughs> that's that's not my. Uh, uh, that's where I came from. Right? Uh, look, like uh, anyway. That, that's what he's saying here. Hagemara berachot omeret. Okay, we'll finish up with this piece here. Hagemara berachot omeret. My dichtiv shalosh heinalot tizbana. Right. It says in the pasuk the three things are not satisfied. Right. Uh, and here the Gemara only mentions two: Sheol, the Otzerechem, right? the the grave, and the and the womb. I forgot what the third one was, but, but these are these are the two: Sheol, Sheol, Otzerechem. It's a pasuk in in Mishlei. Right? So it says, "V'chima inyan Sheol." Sheol means kever. The Gemara asks, "Why do we why do we bring the?" Uh, What's the comparison between the grave, Eitzel Rechem, and the womb? Right? The grave is where, where, where life ends, right? That's, right? supposedly. And the Rechem is where life begins. Just like the Rechem, it brings something in and brings something out, meaning Hazera, it's Machnis Hazera, the seed. Right, of the father enters into the womb, umotzi havlad, and that same womb, right, right, nine months later after the gestation period, right, brings out a whole complete vlad. Afshool machnis umotzi. So to the grave, right, brings in and brings out, meaning we enter into the grave and we come out of the grave. And the Gemara says it's a kalvachomer. Uma rechem shemachnisim bo b'chashai. The rechem, the seed that is brought into the rechem b'chashai. It's not something that's done in public. It's something that's done in, in the privacy of, 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 of a person's room. Motsimi menu b'kolei kolos. But when the baby comes out, it comes out screaming. Sheol, so the grave. Shemachnisim bo b'kolei kolos. Where entering the grave is done with yelling and screaming. Shalbechi or mispe. Right, of, of weeping and, and, and eulogies, right? wailing, right? So certainly what, what comes out of that is certainly going to be 
right? Right. That's the Gemara says. This is one of the chuvos, one of the responses to those who say ain't chiyas ames min Torah. Bechashai perusho dover she ain't lo erech at she ain't mal daber ola. What does chashai mean? Something that uh, uh, there's nothing to say about it. We don't talk about the chashai. We don't talk about the process of, of conception as being something, you know, unless you're you know, you know, medical student or something. You don't, it's not something that we, we talk about, about how, 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 you know, how, people, how babies are made. Right? What comes out of that chashai? Which is not even something that we speak about is Adam Hamit Kolot. When the baby comes out of the room, the baby's born. So the baby's screaming, and the people are screaming and yelling and happy, and everybody's excited. A person goes into the grave as a davar chashuv, a person who's lived, a person who's accomplished, a person who has. Right, created a relationship with the Baruch Hu, et cetera, et cetera. Shiroi live kotalaf, right? It's is 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 worth crying over. Right. That's the point. The point is that we should view the grave as a womb. Every time you right, you go to a funeral, right? Again, we're talking about a, a Adam Tzadik who was Roy for Tchiasamesim. You should, in your picture, should be right. This grave is really the womb of something which is going to be much greater, right? Just like the womb was the place where the seed came in and something much greater came out.